Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Praise God. Let's give a warm welcome to the Holy Spirit into our midst. Amen. Because I believe if today the Holy Spirit takes a decision that I'm not going to move, you guys will waste 40 minutes listening to my futile words. Yeah. So I believe, I believe, uh, because the Holy Spirit has sent me with the word, because the Holy Spirit has purposed for me to speak today, I'm very sure in my spirit that the Holy Spirit is going to do great, deep deliverances today, especially in the area of walking in uh, freedom. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Father, we want to thank you for your goodness, Lord. Oh, we love you, Daddy. We love you, Daddy. We love you, Daddy. Holy Spirit, we want to welcome you. We want to welcome you in our midst. We want to welcome you in our midst. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I sense this name, Gloria, and I believe that the Lord is going to Uh, set you into a new journey and I believe that uh, the Lord is going to allow you to walk in greater freedom. I believe that the Lord is going to uh, cause you to be a blessing to uh, many more people. I believe your testimony is going to bless many people. Hallelujah. Father, I want to thank you for your mercy upon us, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your steadfast love, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this precious time. Daddy, I want to pray, Lord, for those who are um, seated here. And Lord, for those who are watching online, I pray, Daddy, that your presence will touch them and bless them, Lord. That you will enable them, Lord, not to have a situation just to listen to my words, Lord. But I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will... Speak to them through me, Lord. What a privilege for me to be your channel, Lord. We love you. Thank you that you are in our midst. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. I'm so sure that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to many of you today. And there is going to be a mighty move in the Spirit. And and uh, I was actually asking the Holy Spirit, I, even I was sharing the Malayalam service also, I was asking the Holy Spirit, what is that I should share today? And uh, previously when I was on this side, <clears throat> when I was not preaching, or in my first few years when I was, <clears throat> sorry, saved, uh, the moment pastor says, actually, I asked the Lord what to do. I'm actually thinking, oh, this is such a thief, you know, he wants to uh, listen to his word. That's why actually he's telling, I asked the Lord and the Lord told me to tell this and all. Uh, but I'm just, when I look back into my life, whatever I mocked, the Lord has actually made me a preacher of all those things. So if any of you are thinking, actually, the Lord lacks um, uh, any kind of humor sense, he is high on that. Okay, he will, uh, I, I remember me uh, being, um, mocking this born again thing, you know, and then, you know, this uh, speaking in tongues, you know, and I really, I, I now know how much I love to pray in tongues, yeah. Well, so today when I, uh, today when someone, when I see someone mocking uh, again, um, this pastor speaking in tongues, and I'm just, oh, the old Jijo, 
maybe he'll become a pastor. <laughs> Lord, help him, Lord. Yeah. Uh, I believe today the Lord has put a word in my spirit. Uh, and I believe, I believe, um, I, I just want to share that there was a time when I used to ask the Lord, Lord, what to speak? And sometimes the Lord will give a, uh, a title and then <clears throat> I will work around that title. I'll search for verses and then I'll prepare uh, a sermon, which is good, which is good, yeah, which is good. Uh, like how we do an assignment, because I believe this is a holy assignment. And I used to preach. But there was one uh, very crucial transformation or a great shift that happened in my life. Uh, it was somewhere in 2019 or 2020, I guess, that while I was uh, waiting on the Lord to prepare uh, for the sermon Sunday morning. And I had a lot of work through the week. Uh, and then uh, it is Sunday morning, 3 o'clock, and the sermon is not ready. And I'm waiting on the Lord. And then I'm asking, Lord, uh, help me with the sermon, you know. Uh, we know how to pray when we need to do something, right? Yeah? We know how to pray well with the right formula when we have an exam, right? Yeah? We know how to pray well when we have an interview. Basically, whenever we want an output, we know whom to reach out. So I was waiting on the Lord. And the Lord said, speak about uh, that I am Jehovah Jireh. I said, Lord, such a disappointment. Everybody knows this message. Yeah? I'm waiting on you three in the morning and you're giving me such simple word. And the Lord said, preach that this is going to happen. That's the twist. I said, Lord, every word that you say is going to happen. And then I remember... I remember after a while, I believe, uh, I believe uh, it was after some time that I'm getting an SMS that this much amount credited in your account. And I was also parallelly waiting on the Lord for a financial need of mine. And then it's three in the morning and there is no way somebody has to transfer at that time so that it gets credited into my account. And then suddenly the Lord reminded again, Preach that this is going to happen. And I remember preaching that day this message. And you know, normally when we share the message, people get blessed. And after the message, sometimes people will come and say, Pastor, thank you. It was a blessed message. Uh, I'm really grateful for that. Uh, not that actually you have to do that today. Okay. Uh, well, I'm talking about the difference. Yeah. But that week actually what happened was a lot of people came back saying, Pastor, this happened. I said, thank you for the word. We received the word and it happened. And from that day onwards, it was a great shift in my mind, in my spirit, that actually ministry or message is sharing what the Lord tells you. Ministry is what the Lord tells you to do. yeah, And not like a particular formula. I'm definitely uh, in line with preparation, but I understood that it is not just about simply putting some few verses. Because, you know, if you want to uh, know about any verse, any message, I want to give you the source, check YouTube and Google, you'll get it. But I believe what the Holy Spirit is doing today or every day on a daily basis is He is making sure what is that right manna or the right food that congregation needs at that time. Amen. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit for uh, that, that he will source us with the right word. Today, I sense that the Lord saying to tell this precious congregation to be extremely merciful and kind as he is. Amen. I'm sorry that this word will be very simple to hear, but extremely difficult to obey. Yeah? 
almost all the verses will be very familiar but i think in almost all the verses we will have something unfinished to do yeah so let's begin father lord help us lord ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 and 5 but god who is rich in mercy the bible clarifies or quantifies that that the lord whom we serve is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses made us alive together with christ it is his mercy that gave life to the undeserved amen if any of you are praying for justice and if you are disappointed with god god i didn't get what i deserve i want to b- bring a great announcement to you that you deserve hell please don't pray for justice in terms of what you deserve in front of god because mercy is not giving what you deserve but mercy is giving the nature of god above and more than what you deserve hallelujah we didn't deserve anything our inheritance was so negative yeah what we were supposed to obtain was hopeless eternal torment and it is the mercy of god that canceled that punishment and gave the greatest gift a man can ever have and that is jesus and a lifetime with jesus hallelujah hallelujah today the call on us as a church is to be extremely merciful and kind to us and to all of us and i want you to know that actually mercy is not giving what the other person deserves some sometimes i hear people say pastor i cannot talk to that person he doesn't deserve my time pastor he doesn't deserve my attention pastor he doesn't deserve my love mercy is not giving what the other person deserves but mercy is expressing the nature of god above and more than what the other person deserves hallelujah hallelujah and as i was waiting on the lord the lord encouraged me that that we should check the context that when did he save us here in ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 and 5 we saw that god who is rich in mercy he made us alive and he saved us but what was our condition let's check ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 onwards and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world so we were sinning i'll just explain this if any of you have any doubt yeah we were sinning the way in which we were progressing were according to the world and then we did whatever we wanted actually this was as well one we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath just as others if any of you are boasting about your track record this is our track record in malayalam there is a great song but i am not singing it here ya ulladavaranjal njan oru tallipuliyane appende sneham enne maati marichu ya 
very difficult to say that i am a talipuli yeah i don't know what's the english of talipuli very very bad boy yeah yeah so our track record is that we were too bad not at all spiritual we were walking according to the ways of the world a great friend of the enemy and it is the mercy of god not a just treatment but it is the mercy of god that gave us this eternal life that we are inheriting today hallelujah hallelujah can we lift our hands and take this moment to thank jesus because a lot of times whenever we become familiar with something we don't count it precious can we take this moment to open our mouths and thank god for the precious gift that he has given us father we want to thank you we want to thank you just go ahead and pray just go ahead and pray let's take this moment to thank jesus thank you jesus for your mercy for your mercy for your mercy let's keep it very clear that we don't deserve anything lord thank you thank you thank you we don't deserve anything we don't deserve anything thank you jesus for for your merciful face upon us oh lord thank you thank you thank you for your mercy we don't deserve anything lord thank you for eternal salvation lord thank you thank you for blessing us with families lord thank you for the church lord thank you for all your blessings thank you for the money that you have given lord lord thank you for your mercy this is not something that we deserve thank you for your mercy thank you lord hallelujah hallelujah i sense in my spirit the name vigila and i believe that the lord is going to release a great act of the lord's mercy upon your family i believe that the lord is going to release a great favor upon your family because of his great mercy upon you i sense in my spirit to tell you that the lord tells that that there is a specific reason why you are called for his purpose for his work hallelujah father thank you lord as a family we pray great favor upon that family lord thank you jesus thank you lord thank you lord hallelujah so we don't deserve anything sometimes we would say that okay we want we have to we have to just give only just treatment to people i want to say things honestly i'll just say things on the face the bible doesn't say anything like that because if we were to be treated according to what we deserve then we would have been doomed in hell but the bible speaks about extending mercy the bible speaks about edifying the other person and and when someone says pastor i want to just say things straight on the face i'm that kind if you are that kind then please be kind because that's not what the scripture says the scripture says in ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth let no corrupt word proceed out of your out of your mouth because if the lord has shown us mercy then let's be mindful of that whoever i am today whatever i have today it is not because of my my uh, my my what do you say my qualifications or not because i deserve it but it is just because of his mercy and if that is true i want to extend 
that mercy upon others too. Because I am a living testimony that mercy can make someone better. Even when I didn't deserve something, when the Lord showed me mercy, I am happy today. I am peaceful today. I have a family. I am blessed. If that is true, then I also want to be a person of the Lord's mercy. I want to extend mercy to the other person because, not because he deserves it, but because I want to add value into his life. I want to bless him. Will you politely speak to your neighbor? Don't, don't roll your eyes. Will you politely speak to your neighbor? Let's be kind. I know this is this is a time of a workshop. Okay, The Holy Spirit is working in us. I know that. Allow the Holy Spirit to work in your lives and you will walk out free. Okay? You will walk out free. And the Bible says, let no corrupt word. How should we speak to someone? This is a clear indication in the Bible. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification? Not straight on the face. Whatever you feel like saying. Whatever I am seeing about his life. No, 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 no. This person is, God wants that person back home safely with the Savior. Amen. That is the plan of God. God wants everybody back home. And if you are encountering that person, the scripture is saying, hey, he is having his journey. Do not allow a corrupt word to proceed from your mouth and distract his journey. Please be mindful about it. Then what can we speak? Speak what is good and for necessary edification. Not edification, but edification. Okay? We are so good at edification, but we have to be very, very good at edification. Because I am fine that the other person is being blessed. I want to see that. Because someone else is being blessed, I am not lacking any good thing. So the Bible says, if you want to speak something, you speak something that is good. And what is edification? Edification means that when somebody speaks words of edification, you feel like built up. Oh, I'm tough now. Oh, thank you, brother. I was feeling discouraged now. I feel good. I, I felt weak when I came to you. But now I feel strong. I was discouraged when I came to you. Now I feel hope. Speak what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Which means when you speak, the person says, Oh, I'm sensing such a grace on my ears. Yeah? And what is grace? Divine enablement. Make it a point, my dear brothers and sisters, that everyone who comes towards you when they leave, let them go strong. Amen. Let them be edified. Let them receive the grace of God. Let them be divinely enabled because there is a God who lives inside of you. Hallelujah. 
Yeah? No talking straight to face or not talking whatever I feel like. No, 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 no. We don't have that liberty. The Bible doesn't give us to just put all the garbage onto someone else. The Bible says for us to keep in mind that everybody has a journey. And the Lord is interested in everybody. If you want to speak to someone, speak something that will help him. It is difficult for you? Then keep quiet and pray. That will bless everyone else. Hallelujah. Is it tough? Father, I want to pray, Lord, that you will help us, Lord. Yeah, we are moving forward. So, I believe as I was preparing, I sense that some of you are disappointed with God. Some of you are disappointed with God. That things didn't go the way you planned. I want to encourage you to believe that God has called you for a journey of discipleship. And he didn't say that he will approve all your plans. I want you to remember that the greatest privilege that any man can have in this earth is to be led by God and that God is with us, the Holy Spirit. What a privilege because we don't deserve anything. You know, when the scripture, when you look at the scripture, we are just, our track record is all about sinning. Like someone's testimony when we hear, Ah, Pastor, I have done all worldly things. That's what the Bible talks about every one of us. Pastor, I've been doing that. Pastor, I've been doing that. Yeah, yeah. So our track record is all about sinning well. And God is merciful that He is saying, I am willing to lead you. I am willing to walk with you. And I am ready to wait And walk with you so that you will be transformed. And you will inherit the greatest gift a man can ever have. So I want us to take this moment to take out that disappointed plan in the midst of you and God. Whatever didn't work well, I want you to focus on the thing that worked well. That is your salvation in Christ Jesus. Which is the greatest gift. Because the Bible says, even if you possess the whole world, and if you are not able to save your soul, then what profit it is? So I want to encourage my dear brothers and sisters, that today if you know that you are saved, if you know that today your eternity is with Jesus Christ, if you are not sure about it, I want to encourage you to take a decision today. This decision cannot wait any further. But if you know that your eternity is with Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you to the the, the first thing that should happen in your life is that your smile should be minimum 80 mm. The theaters would be 70 mm. But I want you to, your screen to be 80 mm or 4DX or whatever it is. Yeah? Let it be... He, Max, not I, Max, but but let him be glorified in my smile. Things are not working well, it's okay, but I know one thing that worked well and that is my salvation. Hallelujah. And I want you to know if you read the scripture throughout, the Bible tells that is one good enough reason to smile every day of your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
So I want to encourage you, whatever is your disappointment today with the Lord, just take it away. Just, just allow God to just remove that. Tell the Lord, Lord, recommit your life to the Lord. Lord, my plans are not important, Lord. My plans are not important, Lord. See, when you walk with God, God helps you to run. R-U-N. But the moment you bring the I, it will ruin. Yeah, it will just ruin. In this walk with God, you are, we, are, we are not asked to bring in the I factor. So will you take this moment to just love God, love God the way He is to you right now. Father, we want to thank you, Lord. Whatever plans didn't work and then we are disappointed, we are bitter to you. Holy Spirit, I pray today that you, that you work in them, Lord. Anyone here who is disappointed with the Lord, Daddy, I pray. Some of you, I know that in your spirit you are not able to just overcome that pain. I pray the healing and the help of God. But can you take a decision today and tell the Lord, Lord, it is okay, my plans are shattered. But I trust in you that the moment I say yes, you will take me on a beautiful ride. Beautiful ride. I am, I am saying that it is okay, Lord, that my plans are shattered. And I want to renew my covenant with you. And I want to say, Lord, I love you. I want to love you with all my heart. Will you please help me? The moment you ask him help, you will receive help from heaven. Father, I want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And it's a learning for us that, that the Bible says, if you love your father, your mother, your daughter, your sister, or even yourself or anything that you treasure more than Jesus, the Bible says, you, you cannot be my disciple. It's not like Jesus saying, okay, I'm cutties with you. No, 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 nothing like that. Jesus says, actually, if you place something as you and me are walking together, and if you willfully or unknowingly place something in between us, it affects our discipleship. You cannot be my disciple. You will not be able to follow me as you are supposed to. And that is why it is important for us to recommit our life and say, Lord, the most important aspect of my life is my walk with you. My relationship with you. You want to shatter the things that I think of myself? Lord, do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Because I want to trust you and I know that you are all wisdom and you are all love for me and I doesn't know anybody including me who will have a better plan than yours. Hallelujah. And I've seen that whenever we take such steps of humble audacity, the Lord does wonders in our lives. The Lord opens unusual doors in our lives. The Lord takes us into a different journey. That journey may not be sometimes your skilled area or sometimes the way in which you like. But He guarantees one thing. If it is my journey, then my presence will go with you. Hallelujah. And people who have walked with Him knows that if His presence is there, then He is so loving and He is so humble to 
take care of everything concerning us. If his presence is with us, he will prepare the way in advance which we should walk. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed? Yeah. Matthew chapter 10 verse 37 to 39 is what we focus right now. That let's decide today that I will not place anything between God and me. Be it my job, be it whatever my desires or passion or whatever it is. I will not place anything in between my relationship with God. And as I was preparing this portion, I sensed the name Liji. And I believe that the Lord is going to renew a heart, a new heart of worship within you. And I see the Lord giving you grace. To pay great price for your love for Jesus. And I see you breaking the alabaster box to anoint the Lord's feet. And I believe that the Lord is going to use you mightily as a fragrance into many lives. Father, we want to thank you for what you are doing. Do not be disappointed with God because Romans chapter 8 verse 32 says, He who did not spare his own son. But delivered him up for all of us. See that scene is so tragic you know. That he has sent his only begotten son for us. Now that son Jesus is on the cross. And that Jesus who is without any sin. Who is the perfect son. That son is asking. My father, my father. Why did you forsake me? And the God of heavens. Did not respect that question. That question. The Bible even tells us, call unto me and I will answer. Do you know that day, he was purposed in his mind that I will not answer this question. It is to accept us. God was clear that if I want to answer that question, I cannot accept these many precious children into the kingdom of God. And the God who did not spare or respect his son in this manner, but delivered him for all of us. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So when I, when I, today when I encourage you to drop your plans in front of God, and to be reconciled with God, I want you to know that actually, if he has decided to give Jesus into our lives, there is no better thing that he need to keep for himself. Hallelujah. Jesus is the greatest gift. If Father God wanted any time to withhold something, that was Jesus. And Father God gave this Jesus for us. And if that is true, whatever is required in our life, not what we feel all the time, but whatever is required for us to grow into the image of Jesus Christ, I am sure that the Lord has already released that into our lives. By faith we will receive it and we will see it in our lives. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you to come back to Jesus. 
If you have been disappointed with Jesus. Second Chronicles chapter 30 verse 9. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful. And will not turn his face from you if you return to him. When we walk away from God for a while. When we are bitter with him. When we, when we have a strained relationship with him. Sometimes we find it difficult to come back. But today I want you to know this truth. That if you come back. The scripture says. The word says, he will not take his, turn his face away from you. Why? Because his heart is for you. He is on your side. He wants to be on your side. The question is, will you take his side? Hallelujah. The Bible says there is something that we need to do to receive grace and mercy. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. The Bible says when we come closer to God, we will receive mercy. Hallelujah. Some of you need to forgive yourself. Some of you know that actually the Lord has forgiven you. I cannot forgive myself. Pastor, I don't know how I can. I did that. I cannot forgive myself. I cannot forgive myself. A person of my level was not supposed to do that. I cannot forgive myself, Pastor. I want you to know that actually if you are not able to forgive yourselves, you might be considering yourself higher than what you are supposed to consider. Each one of us, all of us have a flesh nature in our life. And this flesh nature doesn't have a tendency to pray and worship God. Okay? This flesh, this flesh nature is just checking for any connectivity to do any kind of sin. That is the tendency of the human flesh. And the only way to overcome sin is, or the nature of flesh is by walking in the spirit. Everybody say, walking in the spirit. If you are not able to forgive yourselves, you need to remember and you need to understand that that time I couldn't lean on to the spirit, the Holy Spirit. I depended on myself. I considered all the days that I was standing fine. I thought it was my strength, but it was grace. But that day when I fell, I understood that I cannot preserve myself in my strength. Will you repent and ask God, Lord, Lord, I forgive myself. I forgive myself. I understand that actually I'm able to stand only because of your grace. And as you forgive yourself, I see that the Lord will, the Lord has already given you that freedom. But I sense that some of you, as you forgive yourselves, you are accessing that freedom into your spirit and you will move forward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anytime we need to produce something for the Lord, anytime we have to be something for the Lord, we need to abide in the vine. That's what John says in, in uh, the word says in John 15, 4. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. A lot of times the branch is trying by itself to bear fruit. The branch is saying, I have a track record. I come from this great plant family. We have a track record of bearing fruits. No. Your family probably would have leaned on to God. And that's why you bore fruit. 
Many a times the brand says, in the last season I released 10 fruit. So this season it's okay. Any time you won't abide in the wine, you are unable to produce the fruit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's remember that we need to continually dwell in the presence of God. Dwell in the presence of God. Sometimes we, uh, whatever sin that you have in your lives, some people would say that, that I'm not able to forgive myself because I did that big sin. Yeah? Big sin. There is no word like that in the Bible, okay? But it is for our understanding that big sin. Okay? Some people are absolutely fine. They are a little bit disappointed with God, but they say, oh, Pastor, I'm just doing that small sin again and again. Okay? Now it has become a pattern, Pastor, but it's a small sin. There is nothing called small sin in the Bible too, for our understanding. Okay? Yeah. Again and again I'm doing that. I'm not able to break out of that. I was recently talking to one of my, um, a couple of my brothers and, and they were asking how we can just get over that uh, tendency of sin. I said the first thing is that we need to be aware of our flesh nature. Yeah. The flesh likes to sin. And I asked him actually, hey, which is that yucky vegetable that you like? He immediately said, without any confirmation, any spirit leading, he said, yam. Yeah? He said, yam. So imagine, I said, I said, imagine that actually a swimming pool full of yam and yams, yummy juice. Yeah? How much close will you go to that pool? He said, oh, that smell itself, I hate too much. I said, if you really hate it, you will never go near it. Yeah? Sometimes we are okay to go near the pool. And we are just thinking whether if the devil by chance pushed me into the pool, I'll just have a couple of uh, juice also, like uh, a glass of juice also. Yeah? We know that in our mind that actually I have to hate evil, hate sin, but our flesh nature is prone to sin. That flesh nature loves the smell of that yam. That flesh nature drives us actually to the place we are supposed, not supposed to go. And how do we overcome? We overcome only by walking in the spirit. Hallelujah. So the moment you feel, see, uh, I remember one preacher saying, sin is not a, a sudden dip, but it's a gradual slip. Okay, so the moment you know that actually, okay, I'm not speaking properly, I'm not behaving right, I'm not any way godly, I know that inside, know that actually your, your, your flesh is taking the upper hand. It's a great reminder, time to come and be in the presence of God. Don't feed the flesh anymore. No more binge watching. Just close that every source that it may be feeding that flesh and feed your spirit so that you will not go near that pool. Amen? The Bible doesn't say that actually even if your flesh leads to that place, okay, stand near that pool and then... The Bible doesn't say that. Yeah? Because the Holy Spirit is a spirit of love, power and a sound mind. The moment you love and fear the Lord, the moment you walk with the Holy Spirit, whether you have studied a course or not, whether you are learned or not, you will have wisdom from above. 
Because that's what the Bible says in Proverbs 1-7, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You don't know anything, you are not skilled at anything. The moment you fear God, heaven starts to release wisdom. Hallelujah. So you need to forgive yourselves, knowing that, okay, this is the flesh nature that took the upper hand. I want to walk with God from this day onwards. Lord, I know that I depended on myself. I want to walk with you. I want to move on to one of the most important portions for today. And I believe the Lord wants each one of us to forgive others. Very difficult, but it's possible with the Lord's help. It's possible with the humility that the Lord gives us. The Bible says, Matthew chapter 6, verse 14, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Yeah? The Bible is very clear. This is the Lord's prayer. Yeah, you would be knowing this is the Lord's prayer. When sometimes when we talk to people about uh, Apostle Paul said like that, some people don't take Apostle Paul. Yeah? Pastor, he was a revolutionary, you know. And then I don't have time for all the theology and all this. And then I said, okay, let me find what Jesus said. So Jesus said, if, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Some are so happy to hear this because this only says about forgiving. It doesn't talk about unforgiving. Yeah. So, so happy that, okay, I forgive that person and the Lord is going to forgive me. And the next chapter is coming soon. Okay. So this, the Lord is making here very clear that as we forgive people, the Lord is going to forgive us. Some might be thinking actually, but pastor, the Lord has already done that heavy work for us years before, no? Now whether we forgive people or not, it's immaterial. The word says, the unadulterated word says, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive. If Peter had a doubt, how much to forgive? Yeah? So then Peter came to, so we are going to uh, jump to Matthew chapter 18. So then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? So if somebody is asking about a brother sinning against him and asking this question, how often? Then I can assume about that brother. Yeah, He looks like a habitual offender. Yeah. In, in football, we'll say I'm a defender, but this guy looks like a habitual offender, yeah? Looks like actually this guy is going to Peter and every day he is offending Peter. Yeah, if this brother was offending only once in a while, Peter need not go to Jesus and ask, how much should I forgive? Yeah, how often should I forgive? So this is a very good brother. Now don't think about anybody else in your mind, okay? I didn't say that, uh, but, uh, but here we can say that Jesus is is, and Peter is asking up to seven times. So the maximum limit that Peter can think in, the, in his mind is seven times. But as you know, Jesus is always next level or, or another level. Yeah, Jesus says, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Yeah, too much, too much. I think, I think people who are not or people who are offending, a lot of times actually our first response or the easiest way for us is to walk away from us or, or walk away from them. Yeah, Why? We would love our life to be comfortable. 
But I want you to know that is not the style of Jesus. If Jesus prioritized comfort, then we were doomed. Jesus understood that if someone is offending, if someone is walking in a different track, they settle in the right track when mercy is released. Everybody say mercy. When mercy is released, when love is released into their lives, they have a better chance of finding the right track. And that is why Jesus decided to set aside all his comfort in heaven and come down and be the person of love and mercy for all of us. So that today, we, have, we are on the right track. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So next time when you see anybody offending you, yeah? Don't just try to move away from that person. Just have this formula. They need love and mercy. They need love and mercy. Because I was once so much disobedient. And what has helped me in my journey is the Lord's unconditional love and mercy. Hallelujah. Will you speak to your neighbor? Let's be merciful. Probably Jesus, I think, I think had a doubt whether Peter understood the math like 70 times 7. So he decided, I'll tell a story. Parable. This is a very powerful parable. And this will definitely challenge us. I'm sure that most of you might know it. But I believe today the Holy Spirit will speak to us and plow us and challenge us to be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. Matthew chapter 18 verse 23 onwards. Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Okay, I know most of you have heard this parable, but I just want to highlight few important points only. Okay, so Peter asked, how much should I forgive? And Jesus is saying this parable about the king settling accounts. Point number one. This is well accounted, guys. Okay? Our, how we handle our relationships is well accounted. This is not a casual stuff in the kingdom of God. When Jesus used a king uh, in, in this parable, when Jesus used accounts in this parable, anything that is accounted is important, right? Right? Yeah? So Jesus is saying there is an account specially for this. And when he started accounting, there was one chief, number one rank person who owed him 10,000 talents. And he was summoned to the presence of the king. Matthew chapter 18 was 25 onwards. But as he was not able to pay. See, here the Bible says that person was not able to pay. Okay? The person probably had a desire to pay. But he was not able to pay. His master commanded that he be sold. With his wife and children and all that he had and that payment me made. Now can you tell me what kind of a master is this? 
Oh, you are so stressed. What to say? We know this is Jesus, like Jesus. But how can we say that this master is hard? Yeah? Yeah? This, when, when this person, when the, when, when the scripture is talking about this person, that this person is not able to pay a genuine case of a waiver. And he is not talking to another or he is not owing this debt to any retail seller. He is owing to the king who has everything. And but still the king is saying, you sell yourself. We can handle that still. You sell your wife and children. Difficult to handle. Some are thinking, Lord, should I laugh or not? Sell your wife and children and everything you have. My payment is important. This is what that master is saying. And then what happened? So before seeing that response, I want you to know that if that master is stressing the importance of that debt or that payment, I want you to know that God is so serious about this thing. Because when we read about God in other portions, we know that He is a God of all compassion. He is a God who forgives. He is a God who blots out all our transgressions. He is a God who allows the sun to come upon even the wicked. But regarding this thing, He is saying, Hey, this accounts is something very critical and important. I want you not to take this casually, but you sell yourself and your wife and your children and all your possessions and see to it, you reconcile this. And then the servant, he cried before the master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. And the master of that servant was moved with compassion. When that servant asked for mercy, this master couldn't prevent himself from releasing that mercy. I want you to know that actually even in our inability, we come before God. The Lord is gracious and merciful to help us. The Lord wants us to know that actually this aspect of honoring relationships is so important for God. Then what happened? But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. Okay? So how much this servant actually owned the king? 10,000 talents. But this guy had lended to uh, someone a hundred denarii and he saw him on the way. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him to prison till he should pay the debt. See, the scene is the same. Yeah? The, the debtor and the person who, uh, oh, who lended changed, the scene is the same. Someone asking to uh, pay back, someone crying and falling at the feet, the scene is the same. But here... This servant said, no, I cannot wait. And he allowed or he managed to put the other person in prison. This servant, it's not about the money, dear people of God. It's not about the money. 
I'm sure that it is important for us to know that this is not about the money. The servant failed to represent the heart of the master. And for God, this is very important. The servant is considered to be ungrateful. We need to keep in mind as children of God that when we represent this king, we cannot use the weapons of the enemy. When we represent this king, we are allowed to use only the weapon that is love, peace, joy, the fruit of the spirit, the weapon in the kingdom of God. It is not through violence that God transformed us, but it is through love, sacrifice and mercy that he transformed us. God is asking us to use those same weapons. Hallelujah. Will you speak to your neighbor? Let's be merciful. Sometimes people say, Pastor, Pastor, if you if we use those nice methods, uh, things will not happen, Pastor. It, it is not, this is a crooked world. I have understood one thing. With my few years of walking with God, I think no goal in our life need to be more important than being in Jesus. Remaining in the peace of Jesus. And I believe that whenever we fear, whenever we move away from the nature of God, that is because we are not able to trust God. Sometimes we hide important information with our critical people because we believe we cannot trust God, that that God will approve that through them. Sometimes we, uh, we, we, we use other methods to get our money back from people because we believe this is the money that is going to define our life. And we don't believe that God can supply more than the money that I have borrowed. Sometimes we give a high to the, to the person who has cheated us without thinking into consideration in a great way that I have a faithful God on my side. Let every person cheat me, but still I have a faithful God on my side and He will make sure that I walk in prosperity. We fear we walk in different ways often because we are not able to put our trust in God. And I want you to know that actually the other person doesn't come in this equation. It is our problem that we are not able to trust in God. You read the scriptures, he has wiped out kings. You read the scripture, he has wiped out nations. You read the scripture, he has wiped down a line of leaders. He is able to do whatever he wills. Hallelujah. And the more we listen to him, we read his word, we are able to trust in his word. And that is why, and that is why we need to be, we need to allow ourselves to dwell in him. So what happened here? So when the fellow servants saw that what had been done, they were very grieved. So this servant behaved in an unruly way to that uh, another servant, fellow servant, and then others were grieved and they came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant. 
you wicked servant somebody who was not able to represent the merciful heart of god god is calling him wicked servant so i'm not today telling you whatever you have borrowed call them and tell don't give me no 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 it's not about money but i am sure that actually you need not put your hands on his throat yeah we may need the money back it's okay but i want you to know that actually there is a limit to what we can ask and i think if we have asked politely in a godly way and if the person is responding i want you to know that do not trust in flesh anymore trust in his name and if that money needs to come back to you he knows how to make it happen because when we read chapter 2 of genesis there was no man to till the ground what did he do he had automatic ai sprinklers at that time water came up and just watered the whole garden he is a god who is able and more than able hallelujah hallelujah so this master was very angry you wicked servant forgive all that you uh, because you beg me should you not also have a compassion on your fellow servant here the master is explicitly making it clear i expected you to be like me no further announcement no further instruction but there is an expectation on me that you will be like me that you will be merciful like me that you will show kindness and pity to the other person and because you didn't show that you are a wicked servant keep god in the center of your relationships deal with another person as the lord is asking you to do a lot of times we have ex- our expectations or disappointed expectations is the reason for offense deal with another person keeping god in the center you want to give money to somebody you give because the lord is asking you to give the bible says the one who gives graciously he will be he will prosper not because that money will be returned with interest but because you are representing the character of god heavens will supply you hallelujah and this master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him so my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother which means if we say ah sorry disqualified yeah this scripture for that right reason has mentioned if you don't forgive from your heart second corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says 516 i think 517 talks about if any man is in christ jesus he is a new creation 518 talks about a ministry of reconciliation being given to the children of god we are the ambassadors of the ministry of reconciliation the bible says if because that person did not represent the mercy of jesus that servant put him to the torturers until he pays all the debt which debt i'm sorry i'm taking extra time uh, which debt the debt with the king do you think we can any time pay it back 
do not get into that deal do not get into that deal let's forgive our brethren let's forgive because if that incident shouldn't have happened in your life god was more than able to prevent it if he has allowed that there is a purpose in his life but it is important for us to know that yes that has happened yet the lord has sustained me the lord knows how to restore me the lord knows how to prosper me so i want to be i want to fear god i want to honor god and i want to give that person mercy just like i was given mercy hallelujah hallelujah shall we arise and shall we pray father thank you lord for this time lord thank you for this time thank you lord for this time father i want to pray lord for those who are finding it difficult to forgive lord hallelujah lord i pray your grace upon them i pray that your mercy will overflow through them lord hallelujah overflow of mercy 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 i believe today if you want to ask the lord lord my heart has been hardened if you have been putting that other person behind the bars by complaining accusing him will you take a decision today to stop that and will you take a you turn in your life by speaking that i give mercy to that person none of us know everything in life we all try to live the way which we are trained we know there will be mistakes all of us are born selfish there will be mistakes there will be wrong turns wrong moves in our lives it will happen but we are so blessed that we have a great god who can restore us who can restore us father i want to pray lord for each one listening to me right now i pray daddy if there is any bitterness in any person towards god i pray holy spirit that you fill them with love right now and your mercy lord let them have a glimpse of the mercy that you have offered us lord oh give us lord a glimpse of the great mercy that you have shown us lord we will settle then and there itself lord thank you holy spirit for thank you holy spirit for dealing with our heart right now oh holy spirit thank you thank you thank you lord i pray daddy grace over someone here lord to forgive that person forgive himself forgive himself lord forgive himself lord i pray lord that you will give them the grace to understand to latch on to jesus and not to depend on their own strength lord i pray lord grace over each and everyone here an overflowing release of your mercy to be people of forgiveness and mercy and love lord let us be people who will not be picky about the small mistakes lord but let us be rich in mercy as our heavenly father 
Thank you, Lord. I pray, Lord, bless the church, Lord, that we will be known for the heart of God, the compassion of God, the mercy of God. And Lord, we want to pray over ourselves, Lord, through our lives, through our church, Lord, we will put many offenders in the right track for the glory of God. Thank you, Jesus. Through your love overflowing in us, through your mercy overflowing through us, Lord, we will bring many to the kingdom of God. We will bless the church. We will bless our families. We will overcome divisions, Lord. And we will stand together for the fulfillment of your vision, Lord. We want to love you, Lord. We want to give you all praise and glory. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.